0: You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before, and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money to the way you trust your path and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter temple space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough flourish, and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that. While this all sounds so magical, it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives, even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so, and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path. This is why I made you an insightful quiz. In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey, sisters, welcome to the next episode of the Rooted Feminine Podcast. I'm really excited about today's guest. This is a woman who I met back in September or so and just continues to inspire me and light me up every time we connect and every time we chat. This is about maybe our third or fourth collaboration now. And she is somebody who I just see as a big part of my life, a big part of my spiritual support team. And just somebody who I want to keep connected with. And this is the beauty and the power of the feminine at work, bringing those sacred sisters into our lives and helping us recognize that we are all together on this journey. And so this woman is Leslie Drafton. She's going to st- share a bit about her story today and how she got to where she is and the work she's doing in the world. And it's an incredible journey with tragedy and with all all kinds of things. It's literally could be a TV show or a, a book. And I love that Leslie goes there and goes into the vulnerability and shares all of that with us. And then she's also going to be talking about how her own really feminine reclamation, her own reclaiming of her power and her own journey through that. And passing on the message of a for us today of pleasure activation pleasure reclamation and pleasure awakening so i really hope that you enjoy this episode hey sisters welcome back to the rooted feminine podcast I am here with a woman who I really admire and connect with deeply, named Leslie Draffin. If you paid attention to the Sacred Living Summit and listened to our lovely interviews on there, Leslie was featured talking about menstrual cycles. And today we're going to blow the conversation even further and even wider. And one thing she said before we started recording was pleasure activation. And I'm super fascinated by that. So I think we might go in that direction today but we'll see. Of course, we'll let the feminine flow and see where the conversation goes from there. Leslie, if you wouldn't mind just starting with an introduction, let us know who you are, the work you do in the world, and a little bit about your journey.
1: Mm, Thank you so much, Marissa, for having me. I help people, mostly women, understand ways to come back home to their body through Psilocybin or magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. microdosing specifically, but also full dose journeys of that sacred earth medicine, pleasure, womb reconnection. And with the hope that we're going to somatically heal trauma through what I refer to really as the Holy Trinity, which is earth medicine, which is pleasure, and which is womb reconnection. Yeah. So I am a certified psychedelic guide. I'm also a certified menstrual cycle coach. A feminine embodiment mentor and i really call myself a permissionary for folks who need that push to really step into their most aligned and authentic lives yeah i love it
0: and and i love too the way that you are able to talk about like feminine mysteries and all of these things but in a really succinct and understandable way i think that's something that you and i have in common is we came from a very masculine space and actually yeah. to get into a feminine space was a bit of a journey and a, maybe a little bit of a battle in some cases for us. Oh, yeah. And so I think that you and I have this unique ability to walk both worlds and talk in a language that's understandable. And I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I would definitely think that my 15 years as a television news anchor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) writing very concise news articles for all that time certainly helps with my ability to make sense of things that some folks find very confusing in more concise ways. And also, I find that the more I spend time with medicine, with the more I spend time with mushrooms, the more it just fucking flows. like it's that's I think part of what's so fascinating about mushrooms as a very feminine entity that it really helps us to tap into that part of ourselves regardless of our gender and flow with what really feels necessary to speak on and do in our lives
0: yeah let's pull on that thread a little bit and then I think I will go into maybe the holy trinity but let's talk about mushrooms why are mushrooms feminine how do you even get into mushrooms all things mushrooms let's
1: go there We can start a little bit with why I believe mushrooms are very feminine. This is something that I've heard from a man named Darren LeBaron and also my mentor Michaela Delamico, which is that when we look at the way that our earth was formed and became the earth we know and love today, cosmic spores of mushrooms really came down and helped to break apart what was this rock, this lava, this magma formed rock of earth Mm -hmm. and made it into the nurturing and nourishing soil that we have today it was really what laid the groundwork for plants and animal matter and humanity there's an excellent netflix documentary on this it's like not really a documentary it's just a series this is our planet i believe it recently came out and my husband and i've been watching that at night and it talks a bit about this like we know that millions of years this is what happened and so when we think about this cosmic void which was earth, which was just this on the precipice of this ability to create whatever, right? Like the ultimate manifester and mushrooms coming down to assist. I really see that as a deeply feminine grandmother energy Mm -hmm. because it helped to birth all of this. And I think the other reason why I feel that mushrooms in particular are really feminine is that it really helps us open our heart. Mm. It really can help us connect with the archetypes that are the feminine especially when you're in a female body and I think what's so interesting is and this is common in science in general but a lot of the folks who are speaking about this on the expert level are those who are male and yet for me I just feel as if the mushrooms themselves and those who are indigenous and teaching about the mushrooms like we know Maria Sabina from Mexico really are showing that this is the great creatrix these Mm -hmm. mushrooms and they are I believe sentient beings that really help us find within ourselves the wisdom that we've always had, but we've forgotten. And when I found mushrooms, I was at one of the lowest parts of my life. Did not know, unbeknownst to myself, it was going to get worse. Mm -hmm. But I began (laughs) microdosing with this intention to heal some issues I'd had around sex, specifically receiving oral sex. Mm -hmm. And... I had heard a woman talk about it on a podcast. I immediately booked her for my show. And the second we got off the call, I'm like, okay, and how do I book you as my coach? Because this is, yes, Bijou Finney is her name. She goes by Mushroom Mamacita. I worked with Bijou for several months with this intention of becoming open to receiving pleasure. And I always say that the mushrooms give you what you need, not necessarily what you want. And they heard Leslie needs to become open to receiving The second part of that intention was like, we'll get to that when we get to that. And so 2022 was a year of upheaval for me. I was in the midst of battling anxiety, depression, PTSD, and burnout after almost 15 years in TV news. I took a mental break, a hiatus after some personal tragedies, and also after a really terrible mass school shooting about two hours from where I am, where a bunch of little babies, like elementary school children, were were. Killed in Uvalde, Texas, and it just fucking broke me, crying on the ten o'clock news. And I'm like, okay, this has. I need a break. I'd already been with a therapist and a psychiatrist, and with mushrooms. And we're like, okay, the universe was like me driving on a road in the mountains with all of those signs that are like, slow down, curve ahead, slow down, curve ahead. Here's a blinking light, curve ahead. Here's like traffic cones, bitch, slow the fuck down. And then oh. I didn't, and so I plunged off the side of that cliff. Went really much, like very much into fight flight, and freak out. Mm -hmm. And so I took some time off and in that time continued to sit with mushrooms and they really helped me begin to heal from the grief of knowing that I needed to leave a job I'd wanted since I was 10, Mm -hmm. this dream job that turned into a nightmare. And then to a month later, my first dog died. Six weeks later, another dog died very suddenly Mm -hmm. And so let's pack on more grief and more grief. And this whole time, knowing that this job I'd had was a six-figure career and I was going to leave that and I was terrified. And so that, that intention of becoming open to receive meant I needed to look at being open to receive abundance from wherever it decided to come which was in the way of getting a new contract job from a friend in my neighborhood and getting this and that. So that is really one of the reasons why I have trusted them so much because at the lowest part of my life, they taught me that I was not alone Mm -hmm. and that I could become open to trust, Mm -hmm. to open to trusting that the universe is gonna take care of me. And that I didn't have to white knuckle it through life. That if I simply just let go a little bit, I would be divinely protected. And so I decided in December of twenty um, to dive in and to do some pretty extensive facilitator training with a wonderful company named Access Mundi. And I did that for five months, and transformed my whole relationship with mushrooms. I started making my own medicine, and here we are, like a year plus after leaving my job. It's just been the most fascinating roller coaster ride that i really do feel even in times when i'm fucking terrified that i have this very solid foundation thanks to the mushrooms
0: yeah and so this is one of your pillars of your holy trinity which is this earth medicine mm-hmm. i'm curious is this accessible to everybody is this still illegal in certain places or how do yeah. can,
1: can everybody use this or no so that's just such shitty fact. While there are many states and countries across the world that are legalizing or decriminalizing it, Colorado being the most recent to legalize. Yeah, for the most part, in a lot of places, this is still considered a Schedule 1 narcotic, meaning that according to the drug folks, the official overlords that made these decisions, there's no benefit whatsoever. And yet we're seeing billions of dollars in research proving Mm -hmm. that psilocybin Mm -hmm. and other psychedelics like MDMA are really doing magical things for folks who have treatment-resistant depression, anxiety, PTSD. Even here Mm -hmm. in Texas, where I live, they've spent millions of dollars to study this on um, veterans. Mm -hmm. Yep. And while, yes, it is still illegal in a lot of places, we know that millions of people are self-medicating for this exact reason. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people, you need to know your own risk. And I really wholeheartedly believe we're going to see major change in the next three to five years. And we're in a psychedelic renaissance now. There are so many places opening up. There are so many companies that are legitimate operating in the gray space of the internet, but- As far as what I do as a guide, my big thing is to help educate. I want folks to know how to do this safely so that harm is reduced and so that challenging trips are reduced. And so most importantly, when you sit with this medicine, you do it with reverence and you do it in a way that's going to be therapeutic to you.
0: Yeah. So can you tell
1: me the difference between a microdose and a full dose? Because you said you guide on both types of journeys. Absolutely. So a full dose journey is a journey where you're going to hallucinate. You're going to be experiencing possibly out of body experiences, definitely shapes and colors. And this is you intoxicated, right? Like You're not going to go about your daily life. You're hopefully in a room or you're in nature. You're safely either by yourself or with some friends, but a full dose journey is that four to six hour experience where you are truly journeying. You have left your body. Shit is like wild. And when we talk about doses, dosing for psilocybin specifically has nothing to do with how big you are or even, you know, um, Yeah. Your size, your height, your weight. It has a lot to do with your own sensitivity to things like caffeine, your experience with the medicine in the past. And so a generalized dose for a full dose journey would be anything more than 1.5 grams. People have taken more than 10 grams. I had my teacher knew someone who took 20 grams, still totally fine. (laughs) This is the, one of the safest things that you can put in your body. The Major known side effect is sleep disruption. And of course, there are people out there that we can't recommend it for specifically those who may have heart problems, because there was one person back in the day who did die, who had a heart attack during one of these situations, and they had heart issues prior one person. So Dosing a full dose is like 1.5 grams or more. So when you look at micro doses, are usually one tenth to one twentieth of a full dose journey, and can be anywhere between 0. 0.05 grams and 0. 0.2 grams, or 50 milligrams to 200 milligrams. For myself, I usually am dosing at around 150 to 200 milligrams. But I have clients who dose at 25 milligrams because that's the magic of this medicine. You don't need a lot to still have incredibly potent benefits. And microdosing itself is a compounding effect. So the more you work with the medicine over a protocol, which is just a schedule, the more you're going to see these benefits really impact your life.
0: And so obviously you used this in a time where you've said like mental health concerns, like burnout, like my life was an upheaval. And I'm sure- Some of the women listening are like, oh, I resonate with that right now. I'm resonating a bit. But this is also just one of your pillars of the Trinity of working with this Mm -hmm. medicine on a regular basis to Mm -hmm. have this pleasure awakening and have this spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening in this sense. So how does the earth medicine part of this, the dosing,
1: start to unlock the other parts of the Trinity? That's such a great question. So I really believe in what I call the Holy Trinity, and that is earth medicine pleasure activation and womb healing and they all so beautifully connect to help you come home to your body so what's so magical about psilocybin is that it helps to unlock your subconscious and i always say holds your hand as you walk through it's not doing the work for you you have to do all of the work but it is there as a sometimes gentle, sometimes pushy guide to really force you to look at the shadows, to shine that flashlight into the dark corners. And so when you start working with medicine, what very often will happen is you'll start to see things like your self-limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. You'll start to see the blocks in your life. You'll start to see what's not working. (coughs) My job was not fucking working for me. And it showed me that. And so where pleasure comes in is one it can help us to reframe our view of pleasure as something that's not just sex but sensuality and it helps us very beautifully desire more slowness a lot of the time and so slowness and sensuality go so perfectly together so when I started to formulate this holy Trinity framework what I was noticing in myself and my clients was all right very often the intention that I i work with people on is either to slow the fuck down or to feel more maybe it's feel more pleasure maybe it's feel their emotions more and so when you start with the medicine and then you begin to add the slowness the next thing that often happens is that sensuality comes forward because we're noticing how good this feels on my skin this super soft sweater that I'm wearing or how wonderful that shower felt or how fucking great it feels in my pussy to just stand on the earth and let the sun shine down on me. Mm-hmm. And so pleasure very often wants to come out and play because of the natural inclination of ourselves to just be a bit more mindful when we're intentionally microdosing. And that's a big thing to to differentiate between. Like you've got guys out there and I'm going to say guys just because that's who's talking about this shit on the internet. Very popular podcasters who are using microdosing to biohack. And that's absolutely a way that you can work with this. Right. And that's not how I work with it. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, but it's so funny because it's,
0: here's the, a, a perfect example of masculine and feminine. Yeah. And this biohacking is also can even be like toxic or immature masculine, right? Mm -hmm. Because if it's toxic, it's manipulative. And if it's immature, it's unconscious either way. Oh, let me just take this thing because now I'm going to, what are they trying to buy? Focus, out? definitely okay. a, their,
1: their focus. It's And this is not just with psilocybin, but also with MDMA mm-hmm. um, and LSD. When we're looking at microdosing those other substances, because you can microdose any psychedelic medicine yeah. and also you can microdose cannabis or cacao or caffeine. You can microdose anything. Yes. They're so pursuing that's exactly what's
0: happening. Patriarchal definition of success, productivity, toxic, masculine. And yeah. what I love about what you're talking about here is you're talking about pleasure. You're talking about like, connection. The other piece of the the mushrooms that seem very feminine to me is the mycelium. Everything's connected. We're all one, right? That's all this feminine Mm -hmm. and pleasure is a a pillar of feminine energy, nurturing, receptivity, pleasure, openness. And so it's just a completely different way to think about this. And I love that you're taking up space in this place that is male masculine dominated and saying, Hey, here's an alternative. So I don't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to, to point that out because I think it's really important for this show. And it's also just really important in general. Hey there, popping in real quick to let you know that I've created something deep, profound, and also really fun for you. I know you're here because you're yearning for the days when feminine power was revered, when women were the sought after oracles and the magic weavers. But the first thing that often comes up is the fear that modern day society no longer celebrates these ideas we no longer take the time to slow down and savor the seasons leaning into the wisdom that mother earth so graciously offers we no longer pour into ourselves and each other mothering a sense of community and well-being and we no longer co-create with the universe bringing divine guidance down into our bodies and living our soul's truth. For those of us who crave this, it's really hard to reconcile the deep yearning for feminine ways with the uber-productive and mostly destructive masculine flavor of the world's day. So how are you supposed to reclaim your magical, powerful birthright when the world isn't designed to support it? Well, I'm a firm believer in tapping into your roots You absolutely can embody ancient wisdom and awaken your feminine magic in your modern day life right now. I mean, what better way to bring down the patriarchy than to live, breathe, and share the sacred feminine at the grocery store, the school pickup line, in our businesses, and every way we show up in our day-to-day lives. In fact, I'd love to walk you through a rewilding process that will help you bravely step onto the feminine path and rebirth your relationship to your power. And you can start by watching my on-demand training called the Six Phases of the Rerooting Cycle. When you tune in, you'll explore why ascension is doing a disservice to your spiritual journey and how descension and embodiment really serves you. We'll also go through the six phases of the rooting cycle the feminine energies that support it, and how to work toward embodying your rebirth. And finally, you'll learn how to avoid the number one mistake women make when re into their feminine. So if you're ready to boldly step onto the feminine path and reclaim your primal potency, you can sign up for the training and start working toward calling your feminine energy into your everyday life right now. Simply head over to rootedfeminine.com slash masterclass to register.
1: No, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that even folks who enter into a microdosing and people who work with me who enter into microdosing, who are maybe not quite as spiritual, maybe they aren't aren't witches, maybe they aren't like super into their blood. I think they still benefit a lot by looking at this as a spiritual teacher Mm -hmm. and as a sentient being that wants the best for you. Mm. There's this funny meme on online I saw and it's, if mushrooms are sentient beings and they have their own agenda, is their agenda to get us all on mushrooms so that we take better care of the planet? Yes. Probably. Talking <laughs> about the most ultimate feminine thing and like, God, you're like, yeah, you're fucking geniuses. But so that's really part of how pleasure comes in. And I also, being that I'm a meditation teacher, Always I'm working with visualizations and journeying through meditation when I'm working one-on-one with clients. And even in my group offers, we do a lot of visualizations and, and meditations and more of these visioning journeys, which are beautifully assisted by the medicine. And a lot of times what comes forth in that is ways that we've blocked our own pleasure, ways that we've been so addicted to success and stress that we don't feel like we have time. We have that to-do list in our mind that I should be doing this and this when we're laying down to get like oral sex from our husband. And it's fuck, this is where the block is. So Mm -hmm. that's the second part of the Holy Trinity. And then the third part, and there's not really an order to these things come naturally as they do in the feminine. But the third part is again, what you mentioned before, that mycelium network is very much like the womb. We're all connected by the womb, mm-hmm. whether we have a womb or not.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: what I've also discovered very early in my work is how much trauma is in the womb. If you're someone with a womb, there is trauma stored in that. Because of our physiology, the way that our body is made, that's an empty space for a lot of the time in our life that we just, I like to say, stuff it like the energetic junk drawer. We don't want to look at this shit. We'll just put it in the womb. Mm-hmm. And so while there's the energy of past lovers, there's also the energy of diet culture. There's the energy of capitalism. There's the energy of shame. Mm-hmm. And when we start, start to reconnect with the womb in the way that I do it, which is very much like an energetic connection. I'm not a hands-on body worker, but I do lead folks through their own self-touch mm-hmm. that can help to open up ourselves one to the natural rhythms of being in the feminine and being in womanhood and being a menstruator and also to help shed some of the trauma. So that's why those three things go so fucking well together because psilocybin is helping to deal with trauma by unlocking your subconscious pleasure. I really believe can help to deal with trauma as well, because pleasure gets us into our body where trauma is so often stored. And then the cyclical living and the womb healing part, as we know, we have this innate, beautiful ability as menstruators to shed old shit monthly or about every month. And so, I think I just had this aha moment in the last couple of months creating this new program and creating this Holy Trinity that really was this epiphany that we ourselves are so fucking sacred mm. and the, the medicine is here to show us that and those who are in female bodies for millennia have been told the exact opposite and so we need to start shouting from the rooftops that no this is what it really is we are the goddess within we are the goddess embodied and how can we begin to shed all of the shit that society has put on us and i believe that's through earth medicine sacred pleasure activation and also tapping back into the womb through embodied somatic practices i don't even have a follow-up that's just mic drop
0: <laughs> and we're done no just kidding i'm curious How does one begin? Because I agree with you. There's a cycle. There's many doorways in here and it's organic. But if somebody is feeling called to this, like, okay, I'm feeling called to activating my pleasure. I'm feeling called to reconnecting with my womb space. I'm feeling called to potentially like microdosing or bringing in this earth medicine to help. Mm -hmm. Where do we start? Is there
1: a starting point or is it just an arrival? What a great question. I think that the way to start is whatever lights you up the most, Mm. because I really believe that all three things will get you to the same desired outcome, which I believe for a lot of folks is to come home to their body. And a lot of people don't even know that you're not at home in your body. Like when I started to use that phrase, my husband was like, what do you mean? I'm in my body. I'm like, are you in your body? Are right. you in your head? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you? And so it's that was me for 20 plus years of my life. I was starving myself or making myself throw up, or I was fucking alcoholic. And so I thought I was in my body when in reality, I was battling my body. It was a battleground. And so I think whatever lights you up first is a great entryway. And so if it's the womb aspect, just begin to rest on your cycle maybe stop using tampons. Okay. I had to use mm-hmm. tampons last week. I was on a business trip fucking sucked. I just, I was there, but there was no way I was going to be able to use my period products and free bleed. Cause I was in a hotel room and I was working with all of these dudes. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to have to use a tampon. Ew. <laughs> my poor I, pussy was so yeah. upset.
0: I had a very similar experience. I I was like, you know what? Let me go get a, a cup, a menstrual cup, so I can go to the gym without whatever, period, underwear, whatever. And the second I put that cup in, it was like instant headache, it, uh-huh. instant headache. And I Googled it and I got, of course, the the one from the natural store, like the the best one I could find. And I Google it and I'm like, headache using menstrual cup. And there was like maybe one or two entries, but I knew instantly that's what it was. Took the cup out, gave my blood to the earth. And that's the other reason I wanted to start using a cup because I wanted to be able to collect a little easier. Mm -hmm. And then I just, it was like within an hour, the headache was gone as soon as I took the cup out. So yeah,
1: just just so so interesting. The first thing is just to start looking more at the beliefs you have around your cycle and Mm -hmm. to start finding ways to honor your bleed more. And then if pleasure is the thing that makes you feel really lit up by this, okay. And I'm going to tell you a story about how I failed at this first. And then we're going to talk about this. When I first came off of birth control in 2020 and lost my libido completely, Mm -hmm. I fell into this trap that, and this is an unpopular opinion, that I should not be using a vibrator, that Mm. I should just be using my hands, that I should just be using. So I got rid of my silicone dildos. I bought like crystal dildos and I refused to use my vibrator. And what happened? The plant wasn't coming. Right. It wasn't fucking coming. (laughs) And I'm like, damn, what's wrong with me? There's this, there's like a whole area on the spiritual sex side that your hands should be the thing and, and use these wonderful glass or crystal. And I have a shitload of those. I spent hundreds of dollars on them. They're fantastic. I like them. And also now I have an excellent vibrator that I use whenever I have sex, because I think it's knowing your own body and it's not letting other people and the things that people are talking about on the internet make you feel ashamed for what yes. you want to do yes getting to know what feels good to you would be the first thing i would say and maybe it is replacing some of those old and damaged dildos because some silicone just deteriorates over time and you deserve to buy something that's going to be fucking great for your body and it's also about focusing on pleasure that has nothing to do with your genitals. Mm-hmm. So focusing on breast massage was like a really, I did breast massage for like weeks because it was, my heart was so closed. This was still when I was in television and I felt like I needed a wall around my heart or else I was going to lose my shit. And I did yeah. eventually lose my shit. So I, thank you to mushrooms for cracking my wall over open. So getting in touch with what feels good to you. And if you can't touch your own body, And I'm not talking about touching your own vulva or touching yourself on your breasts even, but if you feel some type of way around just simply caressing your skin, we should look at that because I think that's another area that has a lot of shame for a lot of people. I myself with my own body image issues have a lot of issues around touching my belly. Mm -hmm. So that is where I really focused a lot of time after I stopped dieting in 21 and I've gained, gained weight it's still been a struggle. So learning what you really want, learning what feels good for you and starting to to touch yourself in whatever way feels most comfortable. And we're not saying jump straight into a triggering experience, but can you just touch your face Mm. and feel like how good it feels to touch it softly and Mm. with your nails and maybe just like on your hand, like your arms, giving yourself little pats. Right. And then if medicine is what's calling you, I have a wonderful free guide that will explain everything so we don't have to get into all of the details. But if you are listening to this podcast and you feel that nudge, then the medicine is calling you. Mm -hmm. I think folks sometimes believe that I need to just be presented with this in my backyard where I see some mushrooms, which is excellent. If that happens to you, great. But also make sure you know what those are before you eat them. But they feel like they need to be handed this idea on a silver platter. And I don't think so. I think that if you hear the word mushrooms, and then like your algorithm starts to show you mushroom stuff, and you start to get interested in watching the documentaries on Netflix. That's part of the calling. If it comes to your awareness, it's within your potential life alignment, yeah. And for then, somebody
0: who's yeah. never dosed before, I don't know if I can ask this question like, where do we buy it? Like, <laughs> you is can the, ask, yeah, are the algorithms gonna punish me or shadow bam me? Or like, I don't know, but like how would you suggest somebody
1: do their first dose? Would you suggest doing that by themselves with somebody? So let's answer the first question first. I do not explicitly say where to find these medicines because that is protecting myself. Yeah, Because everything that I do is very legal. I don't provide medicine to anyone. I do have some links in my free guide. Okay. And there are companies out there that are operating... They're legitimate companies. I can't say they're operating legitimately because they're in the gray area, right. but they're companies from Portland that I work with. Um, we don't where have to worry about it. getting something that's not what it says. it is. So if you're listening to this and you have direct questions, first download that guide, see if it will answer it for you. And then you can book a free one-on-one call with me because I do consults. But the biggest thing to look out for is the red flags. So if someone slides into your DMs offering you mushrooms, that's a fucking scam. If someone comments on any of my posts and -and so-and-so helped me with my mental health and they'll like those comments will look so legit. And then at the end, they'll like tag someone. That's a scam. If someone's asking you to send money to them, like in a weird way, scam. And I recently talked to a woman who had been scammed out of 600 bucks this way. So... There are companies that are operating really legitimately. Microdosify, one of them. Kua Health Canada is another one. And then I have a couple others too. So there are companies you can get this from. And I also just believe that when you start to ask the universe to help you find them, it'll help you, but you need to use your own discernment. And as for whether or not you should dose alone, I never recommend full dose journeying alone if you've had no psychedelic experience you could without at least talking to someone first. Maybe it's not me, but someone who is at least an experienced tripper yeah. would be really smart to discuss things with. As far as microdosing goes, microdosing is something that is very non-intoxicating when done correctly. Sure, you could take a little too much and you might feel a little woozy. But I really believe that for the majority of people, you could certainly try that on your own. It's when you want to look at the integration. And integration is the key with this stuff, right? That's how you turn this into therapy and get your actual like time's worth out of it. So that I really believe is something that guides are essential for facilitators, coaches, therapists, if you can find a psychedelic therapist, because when we start to look at the things in our subconscious, sometimes consciously we can't see it. And also it could flood in and get real fucking challenging. I've had clients that have had some major challenges and thankfully we're working with me like when they had to deal with it because it can feel ungrounding it can feel scary it can feel too much and we want this experience to be as gentle as possible while also being as transformative as possible so there's like a fine gray line Um, but i would suggest yeah definitely at least doing like some research before you're doing either one And like I mentioned, I have a a free call that we can chat just if you've got questions. But I think that I'm not going to gatekeep and tell folks like you can't do this on your own because you absolutely can. Absolutely. And just know that when you do these things on your own, there could potentially be a slightly higher risk for a challenging experience. Mm -hmm. I don't choose to say bad trip. I personally never had a bad trip, but I sure as fuck have had a challenging trip. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's when you know either because you've worked with someone or because you've done a lot of research, what to do in challenging situations that it goes from challenge to can go from being a bad trip to a challenging trip. Mm -hmm. And when I say challenging trips, we can look at like things like scary stuff might come up Mm -hmm. uh, bodily sensations that feel very strange, certainly scary, bad trips or can look like you're not in a safe place and you're going to do something like try to jump off of your roof because you want to see if you can fly. Like, Depending on what you've taken, LSD specifically, I think is one that folks have talked about that or being at a a music festival. The first time I ever did mushrooms or sorry, the first time I ever did MDMA was at a music festival. Fortunately, I had a great experience, but that could have turned really sour, really quick with a hundred thousand people. Just having some discernment in what your decisions are and also knowing that trusting this medicine is the key, Right. right? And that's what I tell all of my clients. We're trusting and we're letting go. If you're in, if you find yourself in a challenging trip, I trust this medicine. I trust and I let go because it's the holding on, very much my own personal life's learnings. Yeah, me too. When you're holding on with those white knuckled fists, that's when shit is so hard. And if you just let yeah. go, you just ride the ride. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So somebody is working with this Trinity. They're
0: working with earth medicine and psilocybin and they're working on their pleasure and they're working on reconnecting with their womb and their cycle. If they have one, what are they, what's the result of that? What's their experience like when they are walking this path?
1: First thing I want to just offer one little thought because you were like, they're working on this. They're working on this. They're working on this. I worked on my menstrual cycle so hard. I masculine the fuck out of that. So if you're somebody who like us has been very easily in the masculine, we're going to first not work on shit. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I usually like to say sit with, Okay. but that can still get into a mentality of feeling like it's a work, right? Because sometimes when we want to heal, we want to heal so fucking desperately. We want to feel good so desperately that we throw everything at it. And then we get burnt out. We get burnt out on our healing journey. And that's the last thing we want. And so. If you're someone who is sitting with this, who's exploring pleasure, who is getting more in tune with their bodies, first, make sure you're doing it with slowness and letting it come to you as your joy leads you, Mm -hmm. right? Not thinking like me, where I felt like I had this to-do list. Okay, must self-pleasure, then must track my cycle, then must make sure I eat all the things for my period. Then I have to make sure I'm doing, that's how you want to fuck that up real hard. Mm -hmm. So just let it flow. And then if you're someone who is experiencing all three of these things, because I, like I said, I think they're, they work so well together. The things that I would imagine for you potentially would be much more ease and flow. And I can speak from my own personal experience. We'll just go from that. So much less reactive, Mm -hmm. So much less reactive. I'm also sober. I've been sober for, it'll be a year at the end of December. And I was like very much abusing alcohol. I find that my I finally figured out what the fuck self-love is. Mm. And I don't have a shitload of self-love. Some days it's really hard, but I suddenly understood earlier in this year, wow, I actually really like myself. Is this what self-love is? Yeah, it is. Other folks that I've worked with have experienced things like more patience with their kids. Now, I don't have children, but I am an aunt. And let me tell you, if these babies had been in my life two years ago, this bitch would not have been... The aunt she is now (laughs) the ability to just get on their level and let them feel their emotions, my ability to discuss my emotions with Mm -hmm. people in my life and to let myself have the space to feel what I need to feel it's I've quantum leaped into a brand new timeline I don't even remember who I was before. And I think that's what happens when you work with these three things. You will become someone you never knew you could be. But in reality, you were always the medicine yourself. And you always had this within you, this deep inner embodied wisdom. Yeah. So that's what I think it unlocks.
0: Oh my God. That is beautiful. All right, Leslie, where do we go? Where do we get the, get this guide? I'm going to get yeah. it right now. Where so do we I go wall- to learn more about the Trinity? Yeah.
1: My Instagram at Leslie Draffin is where I have a lot of this amazing free content. I also have my own podcast, which you are a guest on Mm -hmm. the light within. If you want to download my guide, just send me an instagram message activate the free guide is called activate your inner magic we'll also we can i can send you a link for the show notes yeah and then my brand new group membership the sanctuary is opening in january it is built on the pillars of the holy trinity and includes twice a month meetings with me master classes a wonderful framework of videos and embodied practices to really help you like we said unlock your truth and come home to your body, unlock the timeline of the vision and version of yourself that you were really put on this planet to be and do it in sacred sisterhood. Because I was someone who, while I started my spiritual path, I felt so fucking lonely and it is lonely to be on this path. My God, try to be sober for a year and see how many friends you lose, Mm -hmm. like seriously. So it's one of those things where I knew this is what I deeply desired and needed and if no one was going to have this, what I like this thing, like I would create it for those folks. Yeah. And so it's going to launch in January. I also have a really juicy masterclass coming up in January. I believe it's going to be January 11th called sensual self-care. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk all about pleasure activation and that as well. But those are really the ways that you can find me. And if you've got a question, you can always message me. Hello at com.
0: Oh, That's perfect. Thank you so much for being here, sharing your wisdom with us and gifting us with this incredible episode. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. So Leslie really inspires me because I can be my full self around her. I love that she cusses. I love that she's just her whole self. And she also shows me too. She's a mirror for me in the sense that like When I first started working in the spiritual space, I thought I needed to dress like Stevie Nicks and have these flowing dresses and crystals dripping from me and grow my hair out or whatever. I thought I had to have this certain look and this certain way of speaking and this certain way of being to prove my connection to sacred and Leslie's authenticity and her being her true self shows me that my connection to sacred is mine and who I am and how I'm being in the world is just as it should be. And I hope that you feel that message as well from this show and from Leslie herself, all of the information that Leslie shared with us in terms of links will be in the show notes for you. So go check out those guides that she mentioned for us, go and see if her work is right for you. And I just love to be a connector in this way. So we will be back next week with another episode and until then I will see you guys again here in Temple Space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com/podcast where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.